When the Feast of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Without warning, there was a sound like a strong wind, gale force, no one could tell where it came from. It filled the whole building. Then, like a wildfire, the Holy Spirit spread through their ranks. And they started speaking in a number of different languages as the Spirit prompted them. There were many Jews staying in Jerusalem just then, devout pilgrims from all over the world. When they heard the sound, they came on the run. Then when they came on the run, then when they heard one after another, their own mother tongue being spoken, they were thunderstruck. They couldn't for the life of them figure out what was going on and kept saying, aren't these all Galileans? How come we're hearing them talk in various mother tongues? Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, visitors from Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, immigrants from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, even Cretans and Arabs. They're speaking our languages, describing God's mighty works. Their heads were spinning. They couldn't make head or tail of any of it. They talked back and forth, confused. What's going on here? Others joked, they're drunk on cheap wine. That's when Peter stood up and backed by the other 11, spoke out with bold urgency. Fellow Jews, all of you who are visiting Jerusalem, listen carefully and get this story straight. These people aren't drunk as some of you suspect. They haven't had time to get drunk. It's only nine o'clock in the morning. This is what the prophet Joel announced would happen. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on every kind of people. Your sons will prophesy, also your daughters. Your young men will see visions and your old men will see dream dreams. When the time comes, I'll pour out my spirit on those who serve me, men and women both, and they'll prophesy. I'll set wonders in the sky above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billowing smoke and the sun turning black and the moon blood red before the day of the Lord arrives, the day tremendous and marvelous. And whoever calls out for help to me, God will be saved. Let us sing together.
Please join me in the, in the prayer of confession and assurance of forgiveness. Do not hide your face from us, Lord God. Turn to us as we turn to you in repentance. Hear our confession. Forgive our sin. Grant us the new life you promised in Christ Jesus, your son. Let us pray together. God of wind and flame, you pour out your spirit on all your children empowering them, the least and the lofty, to tell your mighty deeds. We hear the we sneer, refuse to believe. You speak through people, we choose to proclaim your message. Forgive us for attempting to limit your spirit. Silence and cynicism and possess us from your word and grace. Make us witnesses. Those who break down, down dividing walls between people and relish the new community make possible through the life and love of Jesus Christ. Come, Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. God will not always accuse, nor will the Lord harbor anger forever. God does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is God's love for those who fear the Lord. As far as the east is from the west, so far has God removed our transgressions from us. Friends, believe the good news. Through Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Prayer of Illumination. Come, Holy Spirit, open the eyes of our hearts. Make our bones burn with your word. Put your message of God's mighty deeds in our mouths and make them evident in all we say and do. Amen. The Hebrew, the scripture this morning is taken from the book of Numbers, 
chapter 11, verses 24 through 30. So Moses went out and told the people the words of the Lord. And he gathered 70 elders of the people and placed them all around the tent. Then the Lord came down in a cloud and spoke to him and took some of the spirit that was with him and put it on the 70 elders. And when the spirit rested upon them, they prophesied, but they did not do so again. Two men remained in the camp, one named Eldad, the other Medad. And the spirit rested on them. They were among those registered, but they had not gone out to the tent. So they prophesied in the camp. A young man ran and told Moses, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. And Joshua, son of Nun, the assistant of Moses, one of his chosen men said, My Lord Moses, stop them. But Moses said to him, Are you jealous for my sake? Would that, would that all the Lord's people were prophets, and that the Lord would put his spirit on them? And Moses and the elders of Israel returned to the camp. The reading of the Lord. Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Debbie. Hi. <laughs> Uh, Janice asked me to do a uh, moment for the children today, and um, glad to see some of you there. Um, when we were listening to the beginning of the worship service, and today it being Pentecost, we often hear the story of um, how people on the street heard their own language um, when the when when people were talking, they heard the words in their own language. And I thought, how much better would our communication be with each other if when we spoke, people heard what we were saying in their own language? And while I don't know all of the languages of the world, and I can't speak coherently in any other language but English and sometimes not English, um, I think that what the spirit gives us is the ability to by our actions show how we feel about other people how we treat people will also tell people how they will understand us and that we love people by how we act and how we treat other people um so the spirit does live in us and people can understand what we are saying in their own language if we treat everyone with love so a moment of prayer dear god have your spirit visit all of us with love and comfort and care in jesus name we pray amen Thank you, Debbie. <clears throat> Will you join me in prayer? Oh God, creator of heaven and earth, out of deep waters you brought us to birth, claimed us as children of wonder and worth, 
Oh God of deep flowing water. Heck of a week, eh? For me, it started last Sunday when the New York Times listed those 1,000 opening lines of obituaries representing 1% at that point in time of the people whose lives have been lost to COVID-19. A thousand names and one line. And then as the week began, this bizarre story from Central Park of an African-American man who is a bird watcher, who has his gla birding glasses and his birding book and a pack on his waist, who sees a dog running loose in an area where they must be on leash, in part because it disturbs the birds that are there that he's come to see. And so he asks her, he says, can you please put your dog on a leash? The leash she has around her neck. And she says no, and he asks again and begins to record what is happening. Because that's what Black people in America have to do in this day and age. And he asked her again, and she approached him and told him to turn off the recording, and that she was going to call the police as she's holding the dog and trying to get her phone out, and, and she calls and she says, I'm going to tell them that a Black man is assaulting me. And he's just standing there. And when she finally does connect, she ramps up the anxiety in her voice and in her spirit. And I'm sure those officers thought something horrible had happened. It had, but not to her. Her stuff would come later in the week when her dog would be taken away from her and she would lose her job. And then the video of George Floyd. And my heart and my spirit and my soul were weighed down. For all the times that I have sat by a bedside in someone's home or in the hospital and watched someone take their last breath, 
and pray the angels to go with them. I have never actually seen someone murdered. It's different than how they portray it on television shows and in the movies. I have never watched someone's soul, someone's heart and spirit slowly leave their body in a violent way. For his heart and his soul and his spirit to be crushed out of him. I didn't want to watch, and yet I knew I had to. I had to watch what we are doing to the beloved of God's creation. You know, it turns out that it's not enough for us to rape and pillage nature around us and the trees and the air and the water, but we choose to do that to other human beings. It's not a surprise as we've done it for years. For years, we have decided who can have God's spirit, God's blessing, and who can't. We stole people. Sometimes we bought them from the local chieftain, but we stole African people, declaring them less than human. God's beloved children, and we said they were less than human. And you know, we who wanted the Bible to be in our own language, we refused that to the slaves. And we refused them to be educated and to be churched, lest they hear that liberating message of Jesus Christ. Lest they hear those words that say, in Christ there is no distinction, no Jew, no Greek, no slave, no free no male or female. All because we put ourselves in the place of deciding where God's spirit can go and on whom the spirit can descend. I've been doing the genealogy thing for years. And I always counted it a wonderful thing when I would go back yet another generation and see that my ancestors did not own slaves. And while I still don't find slaves in my ancestors, I do find ancestors who murdered Native American peoples for their land. And I, the eighth great-granddaughter, hold some responsibility in this day and age. As I've stood in the long line of those who have said, God's spirit can dwell on you, but it doesn't dwell on you. Moses was tired in the story we read today. Moses was tired of all that leading of these people. 
He was tired of all the wandering. Moses was tired of all of those quarrelsome people that God had entrusted to him. God provided manna for the people to eat, and the people said they were tired of it. They wanted meat. They wanted a steak. They wanted something to sink their teeth into. Oh, and by the way, the leeks and onions that we had when we were back in Egypt, they're far better than this manna that comes to us twice a day. And Moses says, enough. Moses says, enough. I can't do this anymore. And God says, well, get 70 people together. Get 70 of the best men, because that's who they were at that time, together. And Moses does that, and he arranges them around the tent. And God takes some of the spirit that God had given to Moses and draws it out and bestows it upon the 70. And they began to speak. They began to speak these words of God, this vision that God has for all of creation. They began to speak. And I'm sure Moses took the first deep breath that he could in such a long time. But, you know, two of them that were registered to be there weren't there. We don't know why they weren't with the 70. We, we don't know what held them up. We, we have no idea at all, but those wonderful characters of Eldad and Medad. They are, they are in the camp still. And sure enough, God's spirit spills out upon them. It, it spills over, it overflows those that were just around the tent, and they begin to prophesy as well. Only they never stop. They keep speaking the word of God, the vision that God has for all that are gathered. A tattletale says something to Joshua, and Joshua runs to Moses and says, you want me to stop them? And Moses draws up his breath and says, what? Would that everyone, would that everyone spoke like these two do? We are so Joshua, wanting to dictate, wanting to go by the letter of the law on whom God can place the divine spirit. That's what racism is all about. Deciding someone is enough, good enough, smart enough. Chosen enough, responsible enough, faithful enough. 
white enough. And God says, stop. My spirit, my gift to the people. This day of Pentecost, the day we wear red and if we were in the sanctuary, we'd have things that we were waving around and celebrating. This day is the, the day in the Christian scripture where we hear this, that the spirit is given to the people, to those who follow God, to those who are following the teaching of Christ. And in that crowd, they hear and understand. in that crowd of a whole bunch of different people, all dark-skinned, trust me. It's one of my favorite lines from Avenue Q, the musical. It's in a song called Everyone's a Little Bit Racist. And uh, yes, I see some of you have seen this. And the character Gary Coleman says, Jesus, now that was a fine black man at which they all point out and say, Jesus was Jewish. He was a black man. And all those that gathered had skin much darker than most of ours. And they had languages that were different from ours. And they had customs that were different and even beliefs that were different. And yet God poured out the divine spirit as tongues of fire, this, this scripture says, and nothing could stop their good news, even when some complained and said, oh, they're just drunk. There are large gatherings happening all around us. And there is fire. And it seems that we are ourselves tired. And we're upset at the actions of some and we're upset at the inactions of others. And I might be guilty of both action and inaction, and so might you. But this I know, we need God's Spirit. We need God's Spirit to wake us from our sleep. We need God's Spirit to open our eyes to the hurt and the pain that others who are made in the image of God daily, daily, endure in this country. We need God's spirit to jolt us into action, to do something. We need God's spirit to embolden us with a message of love and grace and hope and unity. We need God's spirit to make us whole so that we might repeat that message of wholeness wherever we go, and to those who have never known that. And all of it done in the name of our loving God.
Moses said, would that everybody would receive the spirit and be like Eldad and Medad. Friends, would that we would hear the spirit, experience the spirit among us, know that the spirit of God is for all people, and proclaim justice and love and grace and peace. Amen. Please join me in the affirmation of faith, taken from a brief statement of faith. We trust in God. We trust in God, the Holy Spirit, everywhere the giver and renewer of life. The Spirit justifies us by grace and faith sets us free to accept ourselves and to love God and neighbor and binds us together with together. all believers in the one body, the of, body Christ. of Christ, the church. The same spirit. The same spirit who inspired the prophets and apostles rules our faith and life in Christ through scripture, engages us through the word proclaimed, claims us in the waters of baptism feeds us with the bread of life and the cup of salvation, and calls women and men to all ministries of the church. In a broken and fearful world, the Spirit gives us courage to pray without ceasing, to witness among all peoples to Christ as Lord and Savior, to unmask idolatries in church and culture, to hear the voices of people long silenced, and to work with others for justice, freedom, and peace. In gratitude to God, empowered by the Spirit, we strive to serve Christ in our daily tasks and to live holy and joyful lives, even as we watch for God's new heaven and new earth, praying, Come, Lord Jesus. Good morning. It is good to have everyone here with us this morning in worship um, in this fashion. And we're glad you found us and got on and are uh, stacked here side by side and up and down all over everyone's screens. Um, it's good to have you with us. Um, you received um, a sheet that has information about uh, things that are coming up this week. We've got Bible study. We've got a session meeting coming up this week. We've got um, midday prayers on Facebook um, on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Wednesday evening, we have um, evening prayers. And, uh, and Thursday morning, we've got uh, my office hours, coffee hour. Um, and you're invited to come online and just have some conversation at that time as well. Um, so there's lots of different things that are happening in the life of the church. Um, I know that we are finishing, we've finished up the crop walk money already, but we still can do blankets. Um, is there anybody that needs to say something about 
any of that PW stuff? Coming up this coming Saturday, a week, just in, in a week, um, we will have uh, Presbyterian women will have their mission-minded um, breakfast slash lunch. Um, bring your, uh, what you want to, uh, what you want to eat and drink and a lawn chair and join us uh, out uh, socially distanced at the church uh, to be a part of that. Are there other announcements about things that are things that are coming up? I see. Yes, please unmute. Uh, I I would like to um, tell everyone that Bible study tomorrow is really not Bible study. It's we're going to watch a video called the Twenty First Century Church. Um, it's about a half an hour, and then we're going to be discussing it. Uh, it's really a very interesting uh, look at what the 21st century church is like. So if you'd like to zoom on, please join us. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Other announcements? Yes, Wayne. To uh, drive through the church parking lot and take a look at Dorothy and Charlie Rice's tree. It is at its peak right now. Okay. To look at the Rice's tree, which is at peak. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Other announcements about things? Yes, Bill. Un unmute. Unmute. Is that better? Yep. I, I just wanted to mention to everyone that we have activated the online giving uh, on our website. And so if anyone uh, chooses to use that, uh, I would welcome them to do that. It's pretty easy and self-explanatory. You can sign on, um, and this is through the Presbyterian Foundation, but it's our own account within the Presbyterian Foundation. You can either set up an ongoing account uh, for yourself where you can sign on into the future and donate right away. Or if you prefer to just do a one time, you can do it that way as well. So um, if anybody has any questions about that, you can just send me an email um, and I'll be happy to help you through it. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you. I want to personally say a word of thanks to, for the uh, extra work that Mark Hutchinson does with all of this, the hard work that Charlotte is putting in with recording things, and the work that Elizabeth O'Neill um, is doing and leading us and able the ability to place that tr vocal track over the music and lead us in worship. It's a it's a darn wonderful thing. <laughs> there is a minute for mission about the Pentecost offering, um, which funny that's today and so I'm going to share my screen right now and um, allow you to listen to share the computer sound um, to Anna Claire who I have known since she was a toddler um, and was so surprised to see her a part of the um, a, a part of the together uh, triennium and so here is Anna Claire Speaking in the speed that lots of teenagers speak, so listen, listen carefully. 
Hey guys, my name is Anna Claire Miller and I'm from Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Presbyterian Youth Triennium has always held a very special place in my heart. I've been volunteers at the event for many years, so I've gotten the chance to be able to go to as many trienniums that I could have. I've been to six of them, and some years I even get to spend my birthday there. This year I got to spend my sweet 16 and golden birthday there. It was one of the most special days of my life, and let me tell you, there's nothing like random people coming up to you and screaming happy birthday while you're trying to eat lunch. I look back on that day and think that there's no better way that I could have spent it. And the whole day felt so special because of the family of people that I was with. The Presbyterian Church is so special, and it is such a family of loving people. The fact that God has put so many amazing people in one denomination means something huge. Whenever I see Jesus in my life, I call it a Jesus moment. I think it's a huge Jesus moment to be able to be part of such a wonderful event like this. My congregation is small and my youth group is only about four people and being able to be with so many young people who share the same beliefs as me in such a fun, upbeat and positive community that Trinian brings is so special. It makes me very hopeful for the future and I'm so thankful for the many friends and mentors that Trinian has given me through the years and the lessons that I have learned there. Thank you for giving to the Pentecost offering. You have made all of this possible. Uh, next Sunday is the first Sunday of the month, and so we will be having communion. Um, so I invite you to remember to have something, um, have something available during um, that time, some sort of, of bread, cracker, pita, tortilla, um, non, whatever, and something, um, juice, uh, water, milk, coffee, tea, um, something to share together um, as we come to, come to worship. And uh, we'll invite you to, uh, to do that and to be mindful of that. And I will share just briefly that um, this summer, our worship is going to be centered around the theme of unra being unraveled. Um, our lives are kind of unraveled at this point. Um, as I've spoken with some of you, um, unraveling something is something I know an awful lot about as a crocheter. Um, only when we do it, we call it frogging because you're ripping it out, ribbit, ribbit, ribbit. And the knitters among us know that they tink. When they take things out, they tink, it's knitting backwards. Um, and our lives have been unraveled um, in this time of pandemic. And um, as Peter said, this time of poverty and prejudice and pandemic and partisan, politics, um, and so we're going to spend the summer looking at biblical characters whose lives have been unraveled in some sort of way, and what it means to come back together um, in the midst of that. So you'll be receiving some things um, in the mail this week uh, to help you in your own personal study as you move forward, um, and I just wanted to alert you to that uh, before you get to, to worship next Sunday. Now. Okay. Well, now is the time we would normally take the offering. And I need to remind you that we have a wonderful building that needs to be maintained and taken care of until we are able to get back in there safely. So I would urge each and every one of you to please keep up your um, pledges 
as Bill Hasselbar said, you can do it online or you can mail your pledges to the church. Um, we, we, it's needed to keep going. We needed we to keep going. And we all, oh, yeah, we still have bills to pay. Um, and here is a prayer. God sends the Holy Spirit, gifting us with the ability to serve in a myriad of ways. We are given the gift of faith that enables us to live in hope, love radically, and share generously. Let us worship God with our offering. Now, Let us pray. Gracious God, your spirit rests upon us and drives us out to proclaim the gospel. You entrust us with your message of salvation. You grant us your vision and make your dreams our own. You enlist us as ambassadors for no less than Christ. We are humbled and awed by your choice of us. Take these gifts as a sign of our trust and symbols of our gratitude. Bless them and use them to tell your mighty deeds throughout the world. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Let us come to God in prayer. 
Let us pray. Lord of all, we are unable to gather in one place. We grieve our inability to sit beside one another, sing together, and even pass the peace in person. Even as we lament what is lost when we cannot be in the same physical space, we rejoice that nothing separates us from the love of Christ. There is no barrier that can prevent the Holy Spirit coming to us. United in Christ, bound by the Spirit, our community is real and strong no matter where we are. Confident in your promise to never leave us alone. To hear us when we knock and give us give to us when we ask. We are bold to pray for those who are on our hearts and our minds. Send the Spirit's winds to, of comfort to surround those who mourn. Stay close to those unable to be near to those they love. Grant rest to the weary and give hope to those on the brink of despair. Kindle the Spirit's flame of reconciliation between those long estranged and peoples who call each other enemies. Bring healing to the sick and relief to those who suffer. Unleash the Spirit's power to bring justice to the oppressed. Possess us with your Spirit so that we cannot abide the exploitation of the weak or the neglect of the vulnerable. Let your Spirit loose in your church so that we can be bearers of your love in this world. On this day of Pentecost, when multiple languages resounded through the universe and all kinds of people proclaimed your mighty deeds, open the eyes of our hearts to take in all of the glorious sounds, relish the beautiful sight, and rejoice in the precious diversity of your creation. Your works, O oh God, and your words are too wonderful for us. And yet you enlist us to participate in your divine endeavor of salvation. We are astounded, perplexed, and bewildered but eager through the gift of the Spirit to serve you with energy, intelligence, imagination, and love. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, engulf this frightening season with the life-giving, mercy-granting, joy-completing, justice-rolling deeds of our God. Open our mouths so that our lips may proclaim God's praise. Direct our actions so the world will know we are Christ's followers by our love. Make us one, 
so we can be ambassadors of reconciliation. Show us your vision and empower us to make your divine dreams our earthly reality. We make our prayer in the name of Christ, who brings us power, who is our Savior, and who taught us to say when praying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. of our Lord Jesus Christ who rose from the dead, who sits at the right hand of God in glory, and who sends the Holy Spirit to empower us for service in his name. May the grace of God the Father bless you with peace. May the love of Christ, God's Son, sustain you in joy. And may the power, the power of the Holy Spirit fill you with courage this day and forevermore. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord evermore. Halle, halle, halle. Halle, halle, halle. Halle, halle, halle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Halle, 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 you should have mute. Halle, Halle, Halle. Thank you. Peace. Peace be with you, my friends. Peace be with you. Peace. Peace. Yeah.